0: Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Morning Devotion this Tuesday morning. October 27, in the year of our Lord, in crazy political season, upheavals, people angry, People fearful, but we are not of children of darkness. We're children of the light. And we gather here each and every morning and just lift up the name of Jesus and lift up one another and say, we are going to get through this time together. Can I get a witness to that? So Deborah and Ruth and Leah and Wade and Steve, thank you. Thank you for making this a part of your day and just saying, This is a day to rejoice in the Lord and to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You know, you know the drill. Share the page, follow the page, like the page and like one another, pray for one another, encourage one another. We began this. We began this in August 2019 with 21 days of prayer. By the way, last night had a wonderful time with the church in Lindsay, California. They are finishing the 21 days of prayer, the book on prayer, and wow, what a what a outpouring of the Spirit last night on the Zoom call. And uh, if any of you are on the on this devotion, what a privilege to be with you. Other churches are doing this, starting 21 days of prayer, and I'm meeting with them once a week by Zoom, and just well, we're having a great time together, encouraging one another in the Lord. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of the one thing, the one thing, one thing, one thing God never said. It's a Bible verse. It's a Bible verse that has drawn my attention. I, early this morning, I just couldn't get away from Isaiah 45. There's just a breathtaking power of divine might, shock and awe. Amen. God talks about creating the world. He said, I never created the world to be empty. Didn't, I created it to be filled. And then God goes into the world of prayer. Yeah. After talking about the created world, he talks about the world of prayer. And he said, I, I don't whisper obscurities in secret in some dark corner. And he says something that takes my breath away. He said, there's one thing I never said. I never told my people. To seek me in vain. I never told them to seek me if I couldn't be found. I, I, there's one thing God never said. He never said prayer does not work. Yeah. God said, if I said to seek me, then I'm telling you I will be found of you. I never said seek me and I would hide from you. Prayer. Works. Brothers and sisters, prayer works. Cheryl and Ella and Kimmy and Susan and Hope, prayer works. And God never said it didn't. What God does is worthy of praise. But what God doesn't do is also worthy of praise. Here's a few things God doesn't do. He doesn't judge us immediately. Oh, can I get a witness to that? Is that something we ought to be happy about? Uh here, here's something God doesn't do. It uh He chooses what not to remember. Well, it's hard to say. He forgets and he chooses. He said, I will remember their sins no, no more. You ought to praise God for what he doesn't do. Amen? What he doesn't do. What he says is comforting. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. I'll never leave you, never forsake you. But we ought to draw comfort for what? God doesn't say. And God spoke through Isaiah saying, I said not to the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. In other words, I never said you would seek me in vain. I never said you would pray and not find me. I never said that. He's never shouted it from the mountaintop or whispered it to angels. He said, I never said it. I never said that you seek me in vain. I never said that your prayers don't work. God places his right hand of power upon every word that he spoke and he's spoken. It's as if he said, I do solemnly affirm that I never said people would ever seek me in vain. That prayer never works. Our God isn't like some mythological civilist that he speaks mysteriously with a double, uh, double tongue he's not like orwell's animals in animal farm he doesn't engage in double speak he's not like that delphic oracle who reveals His mind in unintelligible words. Hear hear God speak to us today. He says, ask and you shall receive. Oh, praise God. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open to you. Oh, I wish we would accept that truth that our prayer is heard. He said, I never said. One thing I never said was that you would ever seek me in Vain. No, no. He said, I don't want vain repetitions. I want to hear your prayer. I want to hear the sigh and the cry of your heart. Prayer must be heard. And that God has marked those who sigh and cry. No one ever prays in vain. You never pray in vain. This is what I believe the Word of God teaches. If we seek God in his name and his way you'll never seek him in vain. You'll never come up empty. Can I, let's ta- tackle some negative hypotheses, uh hypotheses if you if you are hypotheticals if you'll let me I let me just jump in let's let's do seven negatives all right you ready seven negatives i'm going to trust some of you scribes to list these out to the side because I'm going to fly through them. I will try to remember to say one, two, three, four. So get ready. Get ready. Here we go. Seven negatives. Let's look at these hypotheticals, these hypotheses. Number one, if God doesn't answer prayer, then he's cruel to command us to pray. You know, a man's heart, we're made in the image of God and we're moved to pity we, we see an animal hurt on the side of the road and we want to pull it from harm's way. You, you see a bird fallen from the nest and you want to restore it back to the nest. That's how he made us. Don't give man more credit than what you would God. God made you as one of his kids. If you asked of him bread, would he give you a stone? How much more will your heavenly father do for you? When God says pray without ceasing and I never stop praying, is it because he has no intention to answer your prayer? No. God says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great things that you know not. My God is good. And when he commands us to pray, if He was going, if we were going to pray in vain and he commands us to pray, that'd be rule, but he's good. And when he commands us to pray, he knows that's the conduit through which he can do it in our lives. Oh, praise God. I like that, that he passes blessings to us through prayer. Second, hypothetical. If God doesn't answer prayer, then people who pray are really worse off than people who don't pray. Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? I mean, Think about it just a moment. The man who prays is one who's hungry and thirsty for God. What what good is that hunger if God's cupboards are bare, if the brook has run dry? Those who pray then would not be rewarded. The message is, if you sow, you will not reap. That violates the law of the harvest. Because my Bible says, if I sow in tears, that I will come again, doubtless rejoicing. Yes, I'm going to reap in joy. Jesus said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst are after righteousness. They shall be filled. God's cupboards are not bare. The rivers not run dry. Seek him. The third hypothetical. If God didn't hear and answer prayer, then God is the source Of our misery. Now, think about this. When God created this body, not a single joint, not a single muscle, tissue, organ, system was deliberately placed there to cause you pain or to cause you misery. Do you think that same creator would romance his children, bid them to pray, but then delight himself in withdrawing the prize? Now, the world may enjoy that. The devil does enjoy that but not our God. If you think that about God, that he causes you to pray just to provoke your misery, then you don't know God. Prayer is a divine impulse within you to come back to God. Prayer is the fruit of God working in you. God's not the author of confusion or misery. He's the source of joy and faith. Oh yeah. Let's go a little further. I feel unbelief crumbling In our virtual room here today, God's reputation is at stake here. Number four, if God didn't answer prayer, his reputation is shattered. Remember, answered prayer is God's memorial. It's the way he distinguishes himself from all the other false gods. They have ears but hear not. They have hands. They can't help. This is God's memorial that God hears and answers prayer. It's what David said. Oh, thou that hearest prayer unto thee shall all flesh come. That's why we come to God. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The pastor, what if there's a delay? Does that mean God isn't God? No. If the answer tarries, it's just that much sweeter when it finally comes. It's the, the the word says, if the vision tarry, wait for it. It shall come. Don't be like those priests of Baal cutting themselves and their God doesn't answer and the sarcastic Elijah cries out he's asleep. Uh, cry out a little louder. He's on vacation. Uh, We just need to clear the stage as Elijah did. A 63-word prayer that began with, hear me, O Lord, hear me, and down comes the fire from heaven. God hears prayer. That's his tribute in scripture, and if he didn't hear prayer, his reputation would suffer. Number five, the fifth hypothetical. If God doesn't hear prayer, then what do his promises really mean? I ask you, if God doesn't hear prayer, then how can we even trust the Bible? The promises, some 613 promises in the Bible, perish the thought. The Bible would be filled with lies if God doesn't answer prayer because we have these promises, call unto me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. He shall be very gracious unto thee, the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. What about Zechariah? It shall come to pass, That before they call, I love that, I will answer. And while they're yet speaking, I will hear. What about that great promise and all these things? Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. And even James, who's very practical, said, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. If God doesn't answer our prayers, then he's not truthful. And if God is not truthful, he's a liar. And if God is a liar, then he can't be God. Because God must be true and every man a liar. His word is our foundation, our rock. It's an emblem of his character, his veracity, his truthfulness. Uh, That word will stand forever and that word bids us to pray. We pray because we know the promises are there. Sixth hypothetical, you ready? Number six, if prayer doesn't work, then why has the provision already been made it's an argument of provision it is a good argument you remember when Joseph stored for the seven good years famine came what would, came what would have happened if the people of Egypt come to Joseph then and said we need corn he said nope we got provision but we're not giving it out we're not going to give out any corn and then he said they said well what was the provision for why did Jesus die for our sin if he was not going to hear a sinner's cry why were there stripes on his back if he's not going to hear a prayer to heal? Why was he wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity? Why does he own the cattle on a thousand hills and the gold and silver of every mind? Why does he have this provision if he is not Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides our every need? Come on, folks, there's not one waste drop of blood. There's not one temptation that he hasn't provided a way of escape provision is there. Provision is there for one reason, for him to answer our prayers. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know if you can feel what I'm feeling, but I'm feeling unbelief slinking away into a corner. One more negative hypothetical. If God had no intention to answer prayer, oh, I love this one. If he has no intention to answer prayer, mm, then why? Are there so many answered prayers? If God said prayer is in vain, he never said that, but if he did, then why does he keep answering prayers? Why are there people still being saved and delivered? Why are people still finding sins washed away in his name? Why are people still receiving the spirit when they ask him for it? Uh, Oh, that's a good question, Kathy and Millie and Edith and Hope, uh, it's just a good question why is God answering so many prayers? Why is he still doing it? Here's why. Because he never said you will seek me in vain. He never said, I will not hear and answer your prayer. God answers prayer. The one thing God has never said is that you would seek him in vain, that he would not hear and answer your prayer. God does hear our prayers. All of the attributes of God say this, I hear and I answer prayer. Yeah, his love said, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, so bring your prayers to me. His power puts out his strong arm and says, what your flesh can't do, I can I'll help you, fear not. His immutability, his unchangingness says, I am God, I change not, therefore you're not consumed, so come to the God who never changes. Every single attribute of the divine character pleads for me and you to pray. So if you want to glorify God, if you want to be a partaker of the divine nature, pray. But you say, oh, pastor, I'm a, I, you don't know me, man. I'm, I'm messed up. I'm bad. I'm bad. Well, there's another reason why God answers prayer. It glorifies his grace and his loving kindness. It honors God to show forgiveness. Do you think it honors God to forgive those who don't need to be forgiven and to heal those who don't need to be healed? No, no. But to take a rebel into the family and to adopt him to adorn them with the crown jewels. That's what honors God. The worse we are, the better my argument is because God saves to the uttermost. He answers the prayer of every person coming to him. In fact, you've got to see yourself as the chief of sinners before God is truly gracious, before you grasp the many facets of his grace. It's those who are just good enough, just righteous enough. That That's why they struggle with prayer and answered prayer. But when we humble ourselves and say, I'm no good, God, I need your help. Does God still do that? Yes, it does. Because it's harmonious with his past actions. He's done it in the past. He never changes. He will do it Again, one of my favorite psalms, one of my favorite answered prayer psalms is the 107th psalm. Travelers. Travelers in life, just like me and you. Travelers are just lost in a desert place. They wandered into the wilderness just like you and I do, and they didn't know what they were looking for. They found no permanent city just like us. Water is spent, and they're their bottles, their canteens are dry, their bread is gone, they find no rest, their souls fainted, and they cry out to God, oh God, spare us and let us live. And in the 107th Psalm, what did God do? He delivered them from their distresses. But what about that other psalm where we find rebels in prisons and fetters and chains? Are you there today in the prison house? Hear what the word of God says. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands asunder. Here's something in these closing few moments. I just want you to try. I want you to try it for yourself. I want you to try this out. The one thing God never said is prayer doesn't work that you would seek him in vain. Prayer works all the time, every time. Yes, when we ask in his name, according to his will, it shall be done. Oh, prodigals, you're coming home. Why? Because he's a prayer answering God. Marriage, you're coming back together. Why? Because he's a prayer answering God. Oh, lost, you're coming back. Backslidden, you're going to be renewed. Why? Because God said you will never seek me in vain. There's one thing God never said is that prayer doesn't work. Prayer works all the time, every time. And so let's go into that season of prayer and declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow, wow, what a great, what a great thought today. I'm just, I hope it guides you into your prayer life this morning. Leave your prayer requests out the side. Encourage one another. Share with a million people. Well, I exaggerate a billion, that's okay. And let's just see what God is gonna do for us today because we'll never pray in vain. May the Lord bless you, be with you. Look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.